You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. Well, hey, soul sisters, welcome to episode 38 of season three of Heart and Soul. I am joined today by Jennifer Wagner via Zoom. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. I um, Well, Summer, Summer Lambert is who connected us, and she is just a connector, but yes. she's been on the podcast on season one. Um, and she talked all about the Enneagram, which is like her jam, which talks about like how it correlates with the gospel. And, um, it was an awesome episode. And actually just because summer is summer and so entertaining, everyone loved it. And they're like, we want summer back. Um, but summer met Jennifer at a conference, a women's conference. We actually met, yeah, at a little event that I drove to. I drove there solo and I was like, I'm just going to go to this and I'm just going to be on my own and be adventurous and do this thing. And there was summer. And and now that I know summer, I'm like, that is so summer to like become my bestie while we're there. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she was amazing. She's just so, well, we could do a whole episode in summer, but she's a connector. Yeah. <laughs> and so she, um, after this after meeting you and hearing your story, she immediately texted me and was like, I have the perfect guest for heart and soul. She is like all about shameless living and all about positive body image and like loving and accepting the skin that you're in. And I was like, give me her information. <laughs> yes. So I'm so excited that she connected us. And I'm just like, what I was, t- what we were talking about before we press record is I really don't know the depths of Jennifer's story. So this is going to be like a really authentic conversation between girlfriends and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to just sit down and chat with you. I know a little about your story too. And I was like immediately like, yes, she and I need to sit down and just uh, just chat, just have a talk. So I'm I'm really happy to have this chance to just sit and talk with you. I'm an open book. So I can tell you as little or as much as you want (laughs) to know, but yeah, let's go for it. I'm all in. All right. Well, let's just go in then. Um, Why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about your, who you are and what you do, and then maybe get into your journey of body acceptance, body love, body positivity. And it usually starts with negativity. So feel free to share the nitty gritty of it all. Um, We just want to know you. Well, I, so who I am, what I do is just really short and sweet. I run a blog and over at the blog, I talk about, um, you know, healthy living and have all the good healthy recipes and all that stuff. But the biggest thing that I talk about is, is body confidence and learning to accept our bodies and see them as good and all of those things. And so that's what I do. I'm also a published author. So we'll talk about that probably later. That's exciting. But most importantly, I'm a mommy. I have a five-year-old son named Moses and a nine-year-old daughter named Kennedy, and they are my sweet loves. They keep me on my toes, though. I mean, they're sweet, but they keep me on my toes. Um, And then I am married to my best friend, soulmate, my person, the peanut butter to my jelly, like (laughs) most amazing human on the planet, and my husband, Phil. And um, yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. (laughs) Um, we're about to have our first kid. Actually, by the time this episode comes out, we will have a son, which is wild. Amazing. Um, Exciting. Congratulations. Thanks. (laughs) But I'm always in awe of like women who 
our dominating motherhood and still pursuing passions outside of that as well. Like, I'm like, yes. Okay. Cause I can keep doing this. Like I need yes. to keep sharing this message. And you hear so much discouragement around being a mom, like your life is over or yeah. you never sleep again, or you're going to be so tired. And so I always love, and obviously I will be so tired and it will be hard, but it's always encouraging to hear women like still pursuing their passions and being a present mom. It It is. And I think that there's such a grace for it. Like you'll see that there is a grace that comes with it. And even with all of the things outside of motherhood for me, like the the things that I'm really passionate about, um, the book and the blog and stuff like that, that I just love to pour into all of those things have come about. And it's amazing though, to see how like it's been, I've learned to do it from a place of rest. So I've learned to actually be able to rest in the assignment that's for me, whatever is in my lane, whatever is mine to do, I'm able to go forth and do it from this place of not rest as in not doing anything at all and just like laying on the couch, although that is part of it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but just being in this place of not feeling like I have to crush the entire world to, to dominate, like, you know, like, I don't feel like I have to like go and make myself crazy, but I can run after those things that I'm really passionate about from this place of knowing that I've got the grace to do whatever is mine to do. So that's Mm. been like my big, like, if I could tell anyone, (laughs) like that would be my two cents of where as far as motherhood and juggling all the other things is like, you've got the grace to do it. Yeah. That's so good. I'm going to write that on my mirror. You've got, yeah. to do <laughs> you've got the grace to do this. It may be hard and tiring for a little while, but it does. Yeah. You, you, the grace will just unfold and flourish as you I'm go. actually going to write it on every single diaper. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's a great idea. Um, okay. Well, why don't you share a little bit about your story? Um, yeah. Your story yeah. with your own body and how you got to this place today where you're now using your story as a platform to encourage women. You know, I wasn't always so open with sharing it, but I have, I've found that as I share it, like it's, um, I'm finding so many other people who struggle with the same things that I have. Mm -hmm. So what I, what I tell people is like, I literally have to bear my heart and soul to you within the first five seconds of you understanding why I'm so passionate about what I do. And so here's the gist of it. So I found myself a couple years after high school, I weight has always been a struggle for me, my weight. And I found myself a couple years after high school at 336 pounds. And so I was, you wouldn't know it by meeting me today. And that's because I, I lost about half of that, but this is not a weight loss story. I'm not going to tell you to go on a diet. I'm not going to give you a diet. I'm not going to like, that's not what my story is. My story is very, um, interesting. What was mind blowing to even me within my story is I found myself battling my weight, 336 pounds, reaching a breaking point and ending up losing all of that weight. But I was unhappy with my body after, even Mm. after losing 160 pounds. So I think a lot of us like, we're in this whole weight loss thing for a long time. Like, like we feel all these messages of lose weight or get toned or go on a diet or do this, do that. And you do all the things that you think that you should do. And you think if I just lose the weight, I'll be happier. If I just Mm. get fit into this size, I'll be happier. If I can get down to this number on the scale, I'll be happier. If I can just tone my arms, I'll be happier, whatever. And so you work for a really long time to try to do those things. But what ended up happening for me is that I found myself half of my size, 
I had worked my patootie off to lose half of my weight just about. And it, I was literally so, I was more critical of my body than I have ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever been. And so I kind of came to this realization that I was like, oh my gosh, like Jennifer, are you going to let this be a thing just forever? Like, is this going to be, you know, you're, you're struggling and you're in angst over your, your body, your physical body, what you see in the mirror, are you going to be in angst about that for the absolute rest of your life? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I have to do something. I don't know. I don't want to live my life that way. But I didn't even re- what's really crazy is I didn't even realize it for the longest time. Like I, was walking around for like years at this half my size thing in air quotes. Um, and I, and I didn't even realize how much I was thinking, like if I would walk into a room evaluating, Oh, am I the biggest one here? Or um, is, is someone judging my size or, Oh, can I eat that in front of these people? Mm. Or are they going to judge me? Or like all of these things I was thinking all the time. And I didn't even realize how much of my mind and heart was consumed with me. Like in a negative way, I was consumed with me. And so I just began to like look around and see like, okay, there's a lot more to life than than this. And and one thing that was really eye-opening to me is I joined like a fitness community. And I realized, first of all, that was life-changing in itself because like fitness is more fun with friends. True. (laughs) You know, I know that you know that very well, (laughs) Catherine. So Um, but yeah, I joined, I joined our community Y where we lived when we lived in Florida, which we live in Virginia now, but anyway, I joined it and I started getting involved, really involved. And I was doing these classes that I just loved and it just changed my fitness completely. But I got to know these people, these, the fitness instructors themselves. I got to know the people that I was taking classes with all the time. I got to know them really well. And I'm talking like super fit people, right? Like the people that you look at and you're like, like, that's it. They've reached it. Whatever it is, they've, they've reached it. You know, they're, they're the the fittest that you can be. Right. And so I got to know all these people that were so super fit. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, that must be the thing. That must be what I have to get to in order to have this thing where I'm not, I'm not so upset about my own body. I'm not so critical of my own body. I'm perfectly comfortable. Everything is good. Everything is fine. That must be what I have to get to. But what was really crazy is as I got to know all of these people, and as I would sit in the, in the lobby of the Y, like having these conversations and I'd get to know them better and better. And we would have these heart to heart conversations. I realized every single one of them at some point or another would share something about their body that they were unhappy with. Yeah. And so what that did for me was it began to validate, okay, Jennifer, it's very common to find something that you're unhappy with, no matter what about your body. But here's the thing. You can either like look at that and take that and kind of flip the script and change the narrative about that thing that you're unhappy with, or you can let it completely consume you. And so that's where I was just like, okay, I'm, I can't let this completely consume me. I've got to like change the narrative, change the narrative on this. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love, I, um, I love all the points that you just brought up. And, and the reason I love what you just said the most is because that is why I started soul. I mean, I was the most unhealthy mentally and emotionally and spiritually I'd ever been, but on the outside looking in, I was the thinnest I'd ever been. I was running marathons. I was 
you know, tackling these workouts on the outside, seemingly super fit and had it all together. And I was the most unhappy I'd ever been. And what I found is the people that I talked to in these workout classes that I joined or in these marathon group training groups that I would run with is all of these people, when I would share my story, they're, they're going through the same thing, right? There's something about themselves that they cannot accept that they cannot love. And I was like, this is, it doesn't matter what size you are, body insecurity. (laughs) If you latch onto it, it is all consuming. I mean, it's all consuming if you don't have ways to fight it. And what I, what I also love that you said is, you know, you got to this point where you're like, I lost half the weight, half my body weight, and I'm still critiquing myself and something that like I say a lot and, and my former co-host kind of instilled in me is, you know, you have this idea of, I want to be this many pounds on the scale, which I hate scales, but you want to be this many pounds on the scale. Well, what about that number is valuable? Like what about that number brings contentment or value? Cause when you hit that, there's always going to be something that you're going to want to strive for. That's a little less or a little more fit or a little more this or a little less that. And you're never, you're, you're never going to be content if that's where you find your value and your identity. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's like that value piece is like everything. Cause it's like, if you're looking and you're saying, okay, what is it that make all of like 91% of us women or more what is it that make makes us so self-critical? And I really feel like that's one of the things is that we're putting such a va- we're putting a value on that thing and we're forgetting this real truth. Like it really like the real just point blank truth is that our bodies, like our bodies are amazing. <laughs> our mm-hmm. bodies are good. And we we're focusing, we're zeroing in on that thing that we don't like, forgetting all the other amazing things about our bodies. Like we woke up this morning. Yeah. You know, yeah. we have breath in our lungs. That that right there is like, thank you, body. <laughs> thank mm-hmm. you for, you know, breathing. You know, our heart is pumping blood. And you know, like it's it, like I don't know. I just feel like we we forget all of the amazingness about our bodies because we we um, we tend to zero in on these aesthetic, physical characteristics that we feel like don't measure up or are not valuable. And then it's like you say, like it's one thing after another thing after another thing. Like when I was a size twenty eight. Oh my gosh, if I could have squeezed into a size sixteen, I would have been like, oh my gosh, you know. When I was a 16, I would have thought, oh, all I need to get down to is a 12. Mm-hmm. And here as a size eight or 10 right now, it's like I could easily, and I was for a while, like, I just probably should try to get down to a six, you know? And then if I were a size six, I'd probably be like, oh, I need to get down to a yep. size two, you know? Like we can just keep going and going and going and going. And I just feel like there's got to be some point where we stop. But where do we land? You know, where do we land in that whole um, you know, body confidence, body acceptance. And I really, what I ended up doing was seeing that I I remember one day where I was like, you know what, if I don't just stop it in its tracks, it's going to just keep spiraling. So I'm going to wake up to this is what I did. It may sound weird and crazy, but I was like, I am going to wake up tomorrow morning and I'm going to go into the bathroom and I'm going to strip off all my clothes. And I am literally going to 
linger there in the mirror. Yeah. And I'm going to look at all these things on my body that I find fault with and I see them as such bad things. And instead of doing that tomorrow, I am going to smile at myself and I'm actually going to say, Jennifer, you are beautiful. Your body is beautiful. Your body is amazing. Mm. Exactly as it is today without changing one single thing. And I'm not saying we can't change our bodies. I'm not saying we can't run toward our great. I mean, I am like, I have huge fitness goals and I, I, and I, I strive to live the healthiest I can. I'm not saying that I'm just saying there's gotta be this point that we get to where, where we're like, okay, today, my body is good. It's good. It's good enough today. It's better than good. good. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so that's kind of what I did. And I literally woke up the next morning and I was like, okay, here we go. And I did that. Now I would love to say that like I was sprinkled with fairy dust and it was all magical. And I was (laughs) fucking body after that, but no, it's definitely a process and it's been a process and it still is a process um, of just learning to see my current body exactly as it is, as good, as really good and as enough, you know? Well, one, that is so brave. Like, I love that you did that. And I love that that's like a practice that now our listeners can hear and be like, okay, this is something I can try in the mirror. I remember, um, I've actually been doing that, not like that intentionally, but I've been doing that while pregnant because I was so fearful of my body changing, being pregnant. Um, after I've like always, you know, struggled and battled and, um, fought for control of my body. I was like, well, this is something I cannot control. Like, it's just going to do what it needs to do to build a human. (laughs) (laughs) So I have been doing that. Like, um, maybe subconsciously, but I'll stand in front of the mirror without clothes on. And I'll be like, wow, this is amazing that this thing is this thing, this human is growing inside of me. My body is this vessel for it. That's given me a whole new appreciation, but I remember, and I, and I, I have these moments and I think back and remember moments where I couldn't even look in the mirror at myself naked. Like after a shower, it was like, put clothes on immediately. Don't look at yourself. And I had a friend or she's still my friend, but she told me, you know, I read this thing in Cosmo that if you're having like body issues to just like walk around your house by yourself naked and get comfortable being like naked or like with yourself, because it's the very vulnerable thing to do. And I was like, I told her, I "I would never do that. Like, I will never do that. And now here I am six years late, seven years later doing that. And it's just, this is kind of one of those moments where I'm like, wow, God, like you, you work in your time. And if you take one little step of obedience each day, and maybe that step is waking up and saying like, thanks for breath this morning, like taking one little appreciation for your body each day, then eventually seven years later, you'll look back and be like, I can't believe I was ever so like against this or hated this part about myself or fearful of this. And it, it, it's a process, but it's a worthy process. If you do it, if you do the work. It, it is, it absolutely is. Yeah. I, I totally, totally agree. Do you have any other things like when you were, when you came to this, like epiphany realization that, you know, the number on the scale or the size of your genes didn't actually bring you the contentment you thought, were there any tangible things that you did to kind of rid yourself of the temptation of like falling back into those negative mindsets. Like for me, I had to get throw away my scale. Um, 
like tangible things that our listeners can take in and they're like, okay, I can do that. Like that's one step I can take. Yeah. Was there anything yeah. for you? Absolutely. One of the, one of the initial things that I did is I wrote down a list of body positive affirmations. I just wrote my own. I just jotted down, like, I think it was like 10, just things about my body that I could say out loud to just kind of, cause the thing is, I noticed just that, that over and over again, like, like narrative in my heart and in my mind of just like, just negativity. And so I was like, how do I, how do I like just stop that? You know, how does it just like magically stop? And for me, I was like, you know, I think I, I think I need to like try to catch it when it pops in my brain and replace it with something more positive. So like, I would just, I would write down just like simple things like my body is good as is, Mm. or my legs are really strong. They carry me around each day. Like just things like that to try to just almost like just ponder and think about so that I could start to actually let those sink down deep and really remember those things. Because we know a lot of the stuff we know, like we know that our, that our bodies are strong. We know that they're good. We know, we know all of these things, but we forget. Mm -hmm. we forget and that's totally normal like we all do and so for me I was like I want to get to the point where I think of these things more often (laughs) but I had to almost put words to the to them so that I could remember these things about my body not being so negative because the negative things were easy to come by you know and for me I I was I was bullied terribly all growing up because I was heavyset and so I had in my heart, in my heart, I just had these thoughts of just all of the things that people have had said to me over the years, over the years, over the years about my weight. And so in my mind, here I am, I'm, I'm in, in comparison to where I was, I'm a lot smaller, but in my mind and heart, I really was, I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel like I was smaller because in my, I had been told and told and told for all those years you're too big. You're taking up, basically I'm taking up too much space in the world and that's not good. And Mm. so I really, I really had to rewrite that. So writing down just some statements, (laughs) some positive things that I could use to remind myself, that was another good thing. And also I really do feel like working on, like you said, um, your relationship with the scale, you know, just not even using it or throwing it away or not just not putting the stuff. Cause we can, it is easy to say like, Oh, we just won't worry about it. Like I know, I know my worth's not determined by it, but the more that we focus on it, we really do tend to reduce our worth to whatever is on that scale or let that dictate our mood. So moving away from that and just trying to move away from, like, I guess for me, something tangible is like noticing when I start to focus too much on my, on something aesthetic like something surface level. If it's something surface level, like how big I look, or if I feel fat today or whatever, um, like when I notice that I'm focusing on those things, I, I, I try to see like, okay, I'm focusing on those aesthetic things. I need to look a little deeper, you know, and just see what's triggering that. And a lot of times it might be because I'm comparing my body to her body, or I'm, um, comparing my current body to my, five years ago body or just whatever that whole comparison thing can be creeping in. And it's just like, and actually, you know what? I don't, Oh, I can't think off the top of my head. There is a study that talks about, you'll have to Google it. I'm so sorry, friends. Um, (laughs) There is a study that talks about the more we focus on our bodies, 
the more critical we become of our bodies. Yeah, because it so, becomes our identity. It's like it becomes our identity. Yep. And so we think for a while, like we get on this thing where we're like, I'm going to jump into this new diet or I'm going to like do this or do that. And what we think in air quotes, we're fixing our body or in air quotes, we're working on our body. But in reality, some, a lot of time, most of the time that gets skewed if we're not careful um, into being actually more critical of our body, which then sabotages us because we end up going down that dieting cycle again, right? We feel defeated. Then we feel yucky and crappy. Sorry, I shouldn't say crappy on the podcast, <laughs> but like, you know, <laughs> you know, we feel that way and then we jump onto a diet and then that's not sustainable. So we fall off of it in air quotes. And then we, you know, jump back on, we feel miserable. Then we jump back, you know, it's that whole dieting cycle. And so I, I think when we shift our perspective and our focus a little bit so that we're not, you know, fixing our bodies and instead we're just working toward wholeness and overall health and how we feel and mm -hmm. moving our bodies in ways that bring us joy and, and, and make us feel good and, and nourishing our bodies with gentle nutrition and, and, and those types of things that will get us away from the overly critical side and help us to still be able to work toward our healthiest selves. Because we do want, most of the time, we do want to do that. We want to work toward our healthiest selves. We just have to find that way to do it from a place of wholeness and love instead of a place of self-loathing. Yeah. And you kind of covered this, um, in the very beginning of our conversation, but when you end up in those self-criticizing or self-critical hamster wheels, as I like to say, like you just go, you find one thing and then it becomes another thing. And yeah. before you know it, you're looking up this diet or doing this restriction or whatnot. It, you mentioned this before, it makes you selfish because right. your body is the only thing you're thinking of. You could be in a business meeting with some major executive about some huge, you know, sales call or whatever. I'm just making stuff up because I don't do this, <laughs> right. but, um, you're thinking about your body or right. you could be at a, your kid's birthday party watching them eat cake and you're miserable because you're thinking, I can't have a piece. I can't have a piece. Don't do it. Don't have a piece of icing. Like, even if you cut it, don't accidentally put it on your finger and lick it. Like you're so selfish. And that's where I found that I, that's where I kind of woke up to myself and was like, you need to go to counseling and get some stuff figured out because I was missing out on experiences and opportunities with friends and family and loved ones because I was so obsessed with my body. Yeah. So obsessed. And so yeah. worried that one, one move would change my progress. I progress in air quotes because right. it was, I was degressing. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that that whole, like, yeah, I realized that too. I, I even remember the moment where I realized I'm like, Jennifer, you, you are so consumed mm -hmm. with you, with yourself. And like, what would happen if all of that, that space in your thoughts throughout one day that is currently filled with thoughts of yourself, what if those, all of those were replaced with thoughts toward others? Like, just, yeah. just what if, like, what if you lifted your eyes from looking at just you? And like, what if you, instead of that, replaced that with seeing the people in the room with you through a lens of love? Like, mm -hmm. what if you were able to better connect with people 
that are in the room with you, whoever it is. I mean, I don't even mean some big, amazing thing. I just mean the people that you meet in the grocery store yeah. or whoever, who, who you, you're able to look them deep in the eyes and connect with them and maybe share an encouraging word or even just a smile. But like, if you are so consumed with you, you really don't have that additional space to truly, and I mean, truly and selflessly be able to bless the people around you, connect with the people around you the way that you could if your thoughts and, and inside your heart wasn't so consumed with yourself. And so okay. that was kind of a big wake up moment for me. And I was like, wow. And, and it still is. It still is this thing where I'm like, I want I want to get to that place. I want to get to that place where I'm not so consumed with just me that I can really be a blessing to the people around me, connect with, love on, appreciate the people around me. Cause that's like, that's kind of like what we're here for, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like the purpose of this whole thing. It's kind of like a big deal, you know? And so, yeah, it's like lift our eyes from, from just looking down at our body and finding something negative about it mm -hmm. and instead lift them up, look around. Who can you talk to? Who can, yeah. you, who can you do something for? And I don't just mean like put ourselves completely by the wayside and just never think of ourselves. You know, I'm not talking about being out of balance, but I'm just saying, I mean, just think of the possibilities and the relationships with the people that are in your life, you know? Totally. And, and when your mind isn't clouded with critiques, you can even be more present for those moments where you are trying to better yourself. Like yeah. you can be more present for that workout and enjoy it because you're not thinking like I'm doing this to burn off brunch from right. earlier, or I'm not doing this. I'm doing this because it's like a me time. Like it's a fun thing that I like to do with a group of people, or you can like enjoy that breakfast burrito because you know that it doesn't define you or it's not going to make you gain a hundred pounds at before right. you like right. absolutely you can be present for even your like your moments your, right or one one-on-one -on -one time moments yeah absolutely 100 percent. it takes away the distraction what you said earlier about um being bullied as a kid i i'm like really passionate about how powerful our words are yeah and or other people's words are and so I really like the idea of you writing out words that are true because mm -hmm. when those thoughts creep in of what those bullies said or what um, someone else said about you or about, about bodies in general, when those lies creep in, then you have ammo to fight right. it with right. truth. And just as much as a positive word about someone can affect someone, like a negative word can just destroy oh, one yeah. word. Um can really destroy someone. So I, I'm really passionate about like when we're in the gym, like for my fitness group or when I'm on this podcast, even ensuring that I think a little bit before I speak, um, mm -hmm. and ensuring that I stay away from words that are triggering to me and how I think about my body, yeah. because if it's triggering to me, then it's, it's probably triggering to another woman in the room. Oh so yeah. Just like kind of being, aware of what words hurt you and then eliminating them or being a little more thoughtful before you use them just so flippantly. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like, and that's one of the things that I really try to work with my kids on is their, their words and the power of their words, because it, I just, I mean, I know firsthand like how powerful those words can be. And I do think that there are 
some words that um, get a negative connotation that we that that we don't necessarily have to lean into and we can learn to be, you know, I don't know, not as taboo with certain things. Yeah. But I think that just being mindful and thinking about what we say and, you know, it's fun. It's kind of like if I'm if I'm going to the gym and the whole point of the class that I'm taking is to get ripped abs. It's not going to motivate me at all. No, because I'm going to walk out and I'm still going to have like, no abs. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, I'm out. Um, but if I go and the whole point is like, let's see what our body's capable of today. Mm. Like, let's see what we can do. Or like, you know, let's see how strong you can feel in this or something like that. Like the, the words that are used in those contexts are just, are so powerful to me. Like that is like, if I'm just reducing it, let's just say just to my workouts. I mean, that right there is like a make it or break it thing. Like that's what will push me to just go for the moon um, Mm. or not (laughs) are those words that are used. And so yeah, words are extremely powerful. Totally. And I didn't even mean for this segue to happen, but I'm just that good subconsciously. <laughs> You're writing a book and using a lot of words to write yeah. that. So that's yes. the transition I was going to go with. Okay. Um, tell the listeners about your book. Oh, my word, my book, my book, baby, that I'm so ridiculously excited to share with the world. My book is, it's out for pre-order right now. So you can Yee. find it on the major retailers. Um, it is called Your Good Body, and it is embracing a body positive mindset in a perfection focused world. And so in my book, I go through all of my own story, all of my weight loss journey and how I've come to more of a such a freedom now with my eating and my exercise and even just the way I see my body. And so it's pre-order now, and then it's going to come out to the world in hands January 11th. And I literally absolutely cannot wait to share it with every person, (laughs) just every person. (laughs) It's so like wild. Like you can say I'm an author. That's like wild. That's such a cool thing to say. (laughs) I am. I, it's really, it is awesome. And I never, honestly, I never intended on, on like writing a book per se. I just, a few, several years ago, God started dealing with me about just sharing my story. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think he meant like writing a book or anything, but I've just, I've just, <laughs> learned, <laughs> I just learned to open up. And the more that I open up and talk about my own journey and see, I am like, I'm not one to be like, Hey, Hey, let me tell you, let me tell you about myself. Like I, I have to pull myself to be that way. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm much more like, no, I'm good. It's nothing, nothing happening over here. We're good. You know? But I've just learned that the more I open up, then the people around me open up a lot and we're able to connect with whatever like struggles we have or victories or whatever. And so that's kind of one thing I'm so excited about with this book is I'm like wide open. Like, let me tell you about all of it. Anything you want to know, here we go. It's all in the book. Uh, And I just think that can tear down walls and help us to see, you know, work on our own, you know, self-perception and stuff in the meantime. So it's very exciting. I'm very excited. So exciting. (laughs) So exciting. I mean, I love the title too, Your Good Body. It it just reemphasizes what you talked about earlier. Your body is good right now. Right now. Right now. (laughs) It's not going to be good tomorrow. Like it's good right now. Right. I love it. And, And what a cool way for you to influence people outside of your sphere too. You know, for someone to pick up that book and- yeah. Maybe who doesn't know you read and hear your story and your, your vulnerability and, and be impacted. I mean, it's just really cool how legacies can 
can kind of domino and scatter throughout, um, throughout different spheres without us even knowing who we're impacting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I figured if I just, just share it and put it out there, then someone can find whatever in there relates to their story. Cause we all have one, you know? Yeah. And we can, we do. We, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm so excited for you. And I'm definitely going to link the pre-order link in um, the show notes so that everyone can pre-order your book. Um, but I have four questions I ask every single guest. Oh, that okay. I'm going to ask you and I didn't prep you for on purpose. You did not. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So the first question is what's something that you're currently obsessed with right now? It could be a book, a podcast, a piece of a TV show, a food item, whatever. I am literally currently, and it's been kind of long standing now. So, but I am obsessed with the Enneagram. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I log you're in an, Nine. nine. I am a nine. Okay. Okay. But like, here's my hangout that a lot of people know about me is I spend a lot of time in a three. So I don't understand why I spend so much time in the three because I know we share a line, but yeah, it's, but I'm, I, I love it. Yeah. I love the Enneagram. I love the Enneagram too. It's really helpful for you to like recognize when things are, when you're in like a negative space or a positive space, like how to I guess, move forward from that. I'm a six. And so I can find myself going from like, um, a really healthy six of like loyal and like a good friend thinking about people and putting others first to anxious and worried and like a snap. And so it's good to like, be aware of what your strengths and weaknesses are so that you can kind of correct them in the moment. Oh yeah. I love it. I love it. And I go to a six in stress. So I totally understand all about that. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> um, okay. Second question is, um, what is something, I feel like I know the answer, but okay. what is something that you're looking forward to in the rest of 2021? Well, I guess your book doesn't come out to 2022. So I mean, it doesn't like, it's not like in hands until yeah. January of 2022, but like it's coming. Like it's so coming. I'm, Sales are happening. It's it's coming and it's like it's snowballing. We're getting there. So I'm very excited to unfold everything about the book, even just leading up to when it's actually in people's hands. So a lot of that takes place from now until then. But like so my I do have like I said, I have the two kids. My littlest one is going off to kindergarten in the fall. So I can't really say I'm like looking forward to that. Cause I'm going to probably be sad cause he's my baby. Like he's, he's my little baby, but he's like ready to go to kindergarten. So I am excited though, to see the change in the structure of my day because I've been home with them for like five years. So now I'll be working on other things a lot more. So I'm excited about that. That's, yeah. that's the bright side of having my baby go off and leave me. <laughs> yeah. My mom always kind of sarcastically jokes that one of the best days of her life life was when the yellow school bus came to pick us up for school and she had a day back to herself. I, I mean, I have to say, I kind of understand what your mom was saying. Like, I get it. In my yeah, own it's life. like, I get some more time to like right. do some things that I want to do. I think I'm going to miss them more, you know? So then like when the, the, the time we do have together, I'm going to be like really cherishing it so much because I will have missed them all yeah. through the day. Whereas right now I'm like, go to the room for a little while so I can, you know, do this. Yeah. So I can get on this podcast and don't talk. (laughs) Don't talk. Don't make noise. Don't come out unless it's an emergency. Oh, that's like a really big milestone. I I love it. Um, 
Okay. Third question is what is something that you really love about yourself? I honestly, I think my favorite thing about myself is my encouraging spirit. I am like, I, I doesn't take anything in like any effort for me really to be encouraging to others. And, um, also, it's really hard to answer the question, what do you really love about yourself? <laughs> I know. It's a tough but question. I love, I love that you ask that. That's so good. But that's that's probably my favorite thing about myself is I love being able to freely just encourage. It can be any – I mean, literally, I have told you know, cashiers at the grocery store, you're doing such a good job. Thanks yeah. for going the extra mile. You know, like that's just in me. And I that is something that I really do love about myself. I love that too. One time I was – um, walk in, I was visiting my family in Dallas and I was walking down the street with my husband and this lady just stops me and she goes, that outfit is so fire on you right now. Aww. And I thought, I need to do that more. Like strangers. <laughs> like I, I was like, you literally just made my whole week. You made your day, right? Yeah. It made yeah. Your week. And yes, I, I don't I even know that. who you are, but like <laughs> you did it. So encouragement, it doesn't have to be some like, I have yeah. a word for you, sister. Right. It could just be like, hey, you're doing a great job or the outfit yep. is really good. 100%. Oh, I love it. All right. Last question is if you could leave my listeners, which is women, let's just be honest. It's like 99.9% yeah. .9 women with one little piece of truth today to land on. What would that be? Just one little nugget of wisdom. My little nugget would just be you are capable of so much more than you think. And so if you are feeling limited and I, a lot of times use that in terms of like fitness and pushing yourself and, and learning to appreciate your body while you're moving your body. And I know a lot of your listeners are into fitness because you're into fitness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so I would say like, really go for it and don't let your size limit you. Don't let your lack of um, experience with movement or with, with anything like that. Don't let it limit you and just really start to see and appreciate and practice gratitude for the, the amazing, awesome, strong, good body that you have. And then see just how far that can take you yeah. in your fitness, but in any area of your life. So you are capable of so much more than you even give yourself credit for. Amen. I mean, drop the mic. That's like what drop the mic. That's Boom. what the listeners want to <laughs> need to know. You know, I, I love I loved getting to know you. You're me awesome. Too. You're awesome too. Thank and, you so much for having me. And I want our listeners to be able to follow you. So, what's the best place to to connect with you outside of this podcast? So you can go on Instagram. It's Jennifer Taylor Wagner. Mm -hmm. That's the Instagram handle, or you can go to my blog, which is jennifertaylorwagner.com. Love it. <laughs> They're one of those. Yeah. I would say hop on my email subscriber list if you want just nuggets of goodness here and there. I don't do a ton. Like I'm not going to spam you, but that's a good connection point. And I do check my emails. So if you email me, you will get a response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll link all that in the show notes because y'all need to know you need to follow her. Yeah. Come be friends with me. Yay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today and sharing a little bit of your heart. And, um, you're so Listen, welcome. Thank yeah. You. Listeners, I will talk to you next week. Bye. Whoa.